when you got like a voter block of victims, you got you you got a really noisy machine going. Howdy, folks. Welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm Alfonso Rachel with my buddy Bill Whittle. And you know how it works, man. We're here to talk about uh, actual virtue, have, have virtue based in something and not have our perspectives of virtue based on perversion. You're not going to allow these perverts to tell us what virtue is, which brings us to this topic right here. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me grab a line from here really quick because this kind of sets the stage for where I'm, I'm kind of like miffed that, you know, this whole virtue signaling and, and them dictating what morals is. Um, let's see. I think it's right here. It's just another form of homophobia we have to deal with because people are afraid of what they're not used to. Uh, we've lost all sense of morals and forgotten how to treat people. Okay. So this person, uh, is going to assume they have the corner on morals. And the reason why we're bringing this up, folks, is because, uh, some video came out from a, my own stomping grounds, man. Uh, and, and, you know, we had to boogie out of California because, uh, because this, yeah, stuff like this, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, it's expensive. Financially experience, expensive, uh, spiritually. We, we just, we couldn't afford to pay for it anymore. We had, we had, uh, to, to bounce. So, but in, in the Palm Springs area, you know, we came out of the Coachella Valley and in Palm Springs, you know, in the surrounding towns in there. So I'm very familiar with the area. And, uh, so they had like, you know, uh, a, a drag night out and they have this, uh, you know, drag queen, you know, dancing and stuff like that. And they bring a little girl. If you guys, uh, you know, I think we have a video. Yeah. Let's uh, watch the clip first and then we can talk about it. Okay. So you see, uh, they bring up this little girl who's going to dance with the drag. And now the thing is, it, lo it looks fun, right? It looks harmless. Uh, and, the, and the person who's uh, talking about the event will try to tell you that uh, it, it looks harmless. It's fun. There's, there's, no, there's no harm in it or anything like that. Very, very subtle. Right, we just make people happy and I'm not a bad person and all the other stuff that they said after the interview. Yes, right. And so, I believe that they believe that. I absolutely believe that they believe that. Yes, indeed. And, and you know, we kind of talked, we touched on this in, the, in a previous episode. We've touched on these things before. How the devil works. First description about it. He works in subtleties, right? There's no harm in it. Okay, so and 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 on top of that, you make the other faction look as evil. You make them out to be evil. That gives you leverage on making you look good. So right. hate speech is they he's received threats and and there's hate speech on the internet about this. You know, hate speech. In other words, people who have a problem with this. Absolutely right. And it's now the thing is, now he tries to make what he's doing look harmless. You know, and, and we're not trying, so we're not trying to groom or anything like that. We're not trying to, you know, uh, influence her to grow up to be a, a stripper or whatnot. And I'm like, what's wrong with being a stripper? According to your narrative, that's just a person being who they are. And it's, you know, if they want to get out there and they want to show off Great and flaunt what they got and live out loud and all that sort of stuff, what's wrong with that? According to their narrative. So it sounds like he's more judgmental of strippers than we would be. So, you know, he's, he's, Saying that, you know, uh, this doesn't, it's not harmful. It doesn't lead anything. And, you know, we know that, uh, on the other side of the coast, we have, uh, what's her name? Uh, Britta Filter. 
uh, who was doing a, a dance, you know, in her church. And, you know, kids are invited. Yeah, let's, have to- a look at, let's have a look at that, too, because I, I saw this clip and I thought, man, it, I'm watching the skies for the rain of fire. <laughs> let's, let's have a look at that, too. Her name is Britta Filter, and she is the queen of New York. Yeah. Okay, so there we go. Looks like the same person, actually, but who am I to, to say? <laughs> well, no, we don't want to say all drag queens look alike now, dude. That would be no, racist. No, 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 Okay, uh, so uh, even though they do all look like, uh, you know, alike, evil. They look like evil. Uh, so in this one, you know, the children can be treated or the youngsters can be treated. It, it doesn't matter. The kids, because they say, you know, drag is for everybody. So why not? Kids can go and check out their hashtags. Uh, hashtags like um, uh, fisting, uh, balls deep, uh, turning out. Glory hole and one, I you know that's that's about as far as I'll go in order to mention uh, their good. But I think we get the point. Uh, so, but but no, there's there's no harm in what they're doing. But anyway, I just want to kind of set the stage. You know, Bill, what what, what do you think? <laughs> well, one of the nice things about having a, a, a moral code and and trying to live by it, no matter how many times we may fail, uh, is that. One, one of the aspects of my moral code is, is a form of intellectual honesty, and, and that starts out by trying to figure out if – I have an emotional reaction to these two clips, obviously. And so the first thing I do is rather than like amp up that emotion, usually try to say, well, what if I'm wrong about this? What's, what's the other side of this look like? The girl was up there dancing. She was having a good time. She was apparently dancing in the crowd. Okay, that's, that's part of it. And they didn't have her on a stripper pole. That's part of it. But when it all when I when I try to get this thing down to to emotionally neutral, because I my emotions are telling me that this is wrong and I and I believe it's wrong. I want to know why it's wrong. I don't want to just go off and say oh no, no, no. I want to know why. What is what is wrong about this? So, with regard to the first clip uh, with the with the little girl coming up on stage at the drag show. My first response is, is that the outfit that the drag queen is wearing is inappropriate for a restaurant. Forget the little girl, right? That outfit is inappropriate for a, for a, a restaurant in, in public. It just is. And, and, and no one really can argue about that. The second thing I come to is, do I do I hate these people? Do I do I want something bad to happen to them? I don't. I feel sorry for them, but they don't need my pity or my anger. It's not up to me. I live in a society where I want to be left alone, and I think everyone else should have that right. So what I'm really saying here is, is that if you want to have a, a drag show at a nightclub with a 21 or older minimum, I'm not going to tell you you can't do that. No matter how bad I may think it is for society, no matter how much it morally offends me, my principles come down to I don't want to be told what to do and I don't have the right to tell other people what to do. 
Do I think they're harming society? Yes, but they're not harming individuals. If they're in a if if a, if a drag show is going on in a drag club, then they're swinging their fists, but it's not hitting my nose, at least not directly. And you can you can't go into yes, but yes, but yes, but because then if they don't physically contact your nose, then you can I, they hurt my feelings. Therefore, they must be canceled. Right. So so I don't I'm not objecting to drag shows from a official point of view from a from a political point of view i'm saying if they want to have drag shows in their houses or if they want to have drag shows in 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 nightclubs it's not for me to say but here's the tell we're gonna i want to run this back again in slow motion because it's right at the very very end of the clip and it's difficult to see exactly what's going on but take a look at this So that is another drag queen walking up to the stage and throwing money on the stage. She's throwing a handful of $1 bills on the stage. Now, I've been in places where you throw money on stage where, where people are dancing. And I know what that money is for. Mm. The throwing of the money is an indication of the moral environment that that little girl has walked into. And she's not aware of that. But the person who claims that they're not doing any harm is fully aware of that. And the other person who walks up, the other drag queen who walks up and throws money on the stage is also fully aware of it. So while they object to being called groomers, they may not, they really, I'm, I'm, I'm an honest and a fair guy. I really am. I try to be as fair as I can. I'm going to grant them the benefit of the doubt and say that they are not intentionally grooming this child to be a drag queen. I, I'm going to, I think there's plenty of evidence to say that they are, but I'm going to give them, the, the, we have the presumption of innocence in this, in this society. Mm -hmm. It works really pretty well. So I'm going to give them the presumption of innocence and say that they're not doing this on purpose, but they're doing it, mm -hmm. right? They're doing it. They have shown that girl that if you get up on stage, people will throw money at you. And that's indisputable. There's the video evidence of it. And this is why people like you and me have a problem with this. This is why we have such a problem with the whole transgender issue, especially when it deals with very young people. We are seeing a, a full court press to get children mm -hmm. not only to accept the trans lifestyle, to, to tolerate it rather, but to embrace it, mm -hmm. to become it. And there's a reason for that, and I'll get to that reason after I hear what you have to say about what I just said. Indeed, man. And you know that when we're talking about business, I think the key word here is is business. Uh, we've talked about this before. What people do in the privacy of their own home, that's their business. And, and we don't care. Um, but I, I, I've, if you will, I've maybe evolved on that issue. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't care in the sense of, look, man, I don't care about you or anything like that, because I do. I, I care about what happens to your soul. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to be I'm not going to try to play spirit police here and come tell you that you can't right. do Me what too. You, That's exactly how I feel. You know what I'm saying? So, but the thing is, this is the thing about about it. Now they want to force us to care, right? What used to be was not our business. They want to make our business. And That's I, exactly right. right? Yes. And, Precisely yes. And the thing is, the nature of business is to grow. 
So, and when people want to engage in certain behaviors or activities, they don't want to do it alone. They want to build their community. That's the thing about it. They're, so they're e customer base. That's right. Customer base and just a, a, a morale base, not even a moral base, a morale base. So they yep. want to surround as many people as they, uh, they They basically want this to become the social norm. They want this to be a big, you know, a big party. So there a lot of people fear loneliness. You know, and, and I think it's interesting because, you know, they, they accuse us of homophobia. They have a phobia of their own and they don't want to be alone and they want to, to, to drag other people into this worldview and lifestyle that they have. They're accusing us of being uh, homophobic. And, you know, on top of that, are trying to say that what they're doing teaches kids to be themselves. We're not phobic. The, the ones who are really afraid is, is people like, like this person right here. He wants to dress up like a woman. You have a fear of being a man. Right. Don't try to accuse me of being homophobic. You are afraid to be you're talking about teaches people to be who they are. I'll tell you what you are. You're a man. All right. And you're afraid to be one. And you're trying to make yourself into something that you're not. And you're trying to drag us, <laughs> no pun intended, drag us into believing something that is not true. And you want a strong arm society with a limp wrist and tell us what it is that we're supposed to believe to be to believe which is really selfish why don't you work on look bill we, we all sinners man we all got an inkling this ain't just about picking on homosexuals or or, or transgender or anything like that we all have inclinations to do things that we're not supposed to do we everybody gets a sin pattern any one of us could be gay any one of us could be a, a thief a, a slanderer an adult addict whatever yep, it, we yep, could be anything. any of those things the shoplifter right it, it, it surfaces us in different ways right so we're not trying to single out anybody but if we went ahead and we made um theft you know uh legal which that's that's, that's, not, that's not a good example because theft is illegal it's called income tax uh but if we if, and it's a problem it's a flipping problem you know but this person even says in his interview the younger the better we want to mm -hmm. get you to think that you can be whatever it is that you want to be even if it's something that you weren't you know that's your truth and that's what you truly are and that kind of stuff is running roughshod over the country and it translates into all different kinds of policies that are just backwards. Since I have a tendency to forget things, uh, please remind me to talk briefly about the church video before uh, we, we close this thing. Mm. Um, but let, let's talk about the, the political reason for, for, why, for why the mechanism of the state is promoting this, this hard. And when I say the mechanism of the state, I mean things like why do athletic committees rule that transgendered males can compete as females? Mm. Why? Why is why are all these corporations doing all of this training? What what's the what's the force that's propelling this? I have to take a, a brief it's not a detour, on the contrary, this is cutting directly to the heart of the chase. In the years after World War I, a bunch of Marxists got together in Germany and looked around at the ruins of the world and said, what happened to the Marxist revolution that we were told would be scientific? That science would prove that Marxism was the end result of humanity. We've just lost millions of people and gone through all of these horrors and all of this death and destruction and so on. Country fighting country, we're all brothers together, workers of the world unite. Why aren't we all communists now? <laughs> And these people form something called the Institute for Marxism, which I think is a little on the nose, but not for me to say. 
and it was located in uh, Frankfurt, Germany. So this is what we call the Frankfurt School. It was a think tank. It was a school of intellectual thought. And they puzzled about this for, I don't know, another 10, 15, 20 years or so until until Adolf Hitler began to rise in Germany and communists weren't so popular. And, and, and so they moved from uh, Frankfurt, Germany, and they moved to New York State in the United States. And they continued with their policies. And Saul Alinsky is a member of the Frankfurt School and so on. There's, there's a lot about the Frankfurt School that people need to understand and know about, but this is the single thing you have to understand. You need to really, really get this. In the years after World War I, the Marxist thinkers at the, universe, at the Institute for Marxism, called the Frankfurt School, commonly, realized that the communist revolution, the socialist revolution, was not going to come through economics because those damn capitalists were producing so many goods, the standard of living was rising so fast that the workers no longer were about to kill the factory owners and take over the means of production. Heck, and this is not, we're talking about in the 20s. In the 20s, American workers had their own cars. Many of them had indoor plumbing. So they're not going to launch this Marxist revolution to the despair of the, of the Institute of Marxism. And since they couldn't simply say, well, the world's getting better, I guess we can just disband now, they had to come up with an alternative strategy. And this is not speculation. There's just hundreds, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's history. What they realized was since the economy was not going to be the driver of Marxism and that the worker was not going to be the vanguard of the communist revolution, they had to find an alternative. And what they decided to do was, so we're not going to make it about the worker, we're going to make it about the oppressed. Mm -hmm. The oppressed. The oppressed are going to be the ones who are going to bring this Marxist revolution. Yeah, there's plenty of money and everybody's living better, so we're going to get off of that. How do we destroy individualism, freedom, and all the rest of it, so we can tell people what to do. How do we bring about this Marxist world order? Well, we have to destroy America, so how do we do that? Well, instead of picking the workers, because they're too happy, we're going to make it about the oppressed. We're going to tell black people that slavery is only unique to America and, 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 and that the whole country was built on the backs of slaves, and not only did we steal from black people, but white people took all the wealth that the black people created, and they're living off of that now. We're going to tell women that this is the most misogynist society on the planet. We're going to tell uh, uh, any illegal immigrants that this is a, a xenophobic culture. You, you know the drill by now. All of the, This is what critical theory is. All of these tribes are going to be divided up, and they're going to attack the middle. Never attack each other, ever, ever. Attack the middle. And that's the plan. That's, that's the entire plan. And so all of this to simply say this. I have heard within the last day or two, somebody talking about, I think it might have been in a clip I saw from Matt Walsh's video, uh, What is a Woman? But what they were saying is, is that by forcing trans on young people, they're making it, well, they're making it chic. Mm -hmm. And, and, and every single person that goes down this road is now oppressed. They're now victims, right? Now they're on the side of the Marxists. It is, in fact, a recruitment thing. Any form of victimization is heightened because if you consider yourself a victim, then there's got to be an oppressor. And so all of the stuff that we see across the culture is recruitment into the victim camp. It's not recruitment into the homosexual camp or the transsexual camp 
or the or the or, or any of it. It's 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 recruiting people who are generally speaking normal into whichever slot of oppressed they are in, because it doesn't matter what slot you're in. And the more slots you're in, the better, by the way, the higher your social standing goes. It's one thing to be a lesbian. It's more important to be a black lesbian. To be a disabled <laughs> black lesbian is even more powerful. And I'm sure there are levels beyond this, but I, I don't, I, that's angels dancing on the head of a pin. So that's the thing you need to understand, is that is that the oppressed is the vanguard of the Marxist revolution. This isn't Bill Whittle's opinion. I'm not just coming up with this. This is what they decided as a strategy. So if you want to know why they're pushing this whole transgender thing so hard, it's because this is an enormously large potential market, not for transsexualism, not for drag queens. It's not to make people homosexual. It's not to do any of those things. It's to make them victims, to make them oppressed. And once they're oppressed... Then they're on board with the politics, mm-hmm. and they're going to use the politics to get the votes. And when they have enough votes, then that'll be the end of voting. And certainly that's what they've tried, but I don't think they're going to succeed here. And that's the real fascism, man. They're bundling in them sticks together. If anybody hasn't seen the, uh, the, uh, the um, dissertation that Bill did on fascism, man, y'all got to check it out. Right? Check it out. And uh, that's basically what they're doing. And they're beating us over the head with this bundle of sticks. You know, so um, for those of you who are not up on it, just super, super fast. The word fascism in its modern usage came from Italy. Uh, the uh, uh, Mussolini's moment, movement was called the fascist movement. And it's from a, a Latin term called fascisti, which was a bundle of sticks. It was it was a bundle of sticks wrapped up and it had an axe on one end, too, by the way. That's why if you look at the actual fascist symbol for, for Italy, it's three of these fasci. And these were, these were badges of authority that the lectors carried as they escorted Roman senators or consuls around. This was the authority. We're going to hit you with the sticks and if you do something bad, we're going to chop your head off. But, but the word fascisi means, or fasci, means a bundle of sticks. And the entire reason that that exists is, is because of the theory that you can break a stick, right? The forces that be, the big powers, can break a stick. But if you take all of the six together and bundle them up, you can't break them. It is the reason why fascism is about collectivism. Mm -hmm. That's the entire visual picture and the entire word in a truthful argument that no one's ever heard. Indeed, man. And and so these people know that we're all about individualism, maybe sometimes even too individualistic to our own peril. So fascism and and the right wing doesn't really go together. It's not our nature. It just doesn't work. When you're talking about a collective of sticks bundled together, well, that would be the left wing. They are the collectivists. They are that collective and they're being used just like Bill's talking about. When you got like a voter block of victims, you got you, you got a really noisy machine going right. Empowered victims. It sounds like an oxymoron, but it's effective. That's what they're doing. I want to remind folks, uh, we've been warned about this. The, the, the blueprint was shown to us in the Bible in the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. You think that the Sodomites were, were, uh, were just like these, you know, um, fairies that were living in their own town that God got angry at? No, it wasn't that. Sodom and Gomorrah was a highly oppressive kingdom. So much so that even the nations around them, they was heathens too. The nations around them were crying out to God saying, God, can you do something about this? It took God raining out fire on Sodom and Gomorrah. Not just because they were so simple. Yeah, they were simple, but they were oppressive. They wanted other people to embrace what they were doing, even to a point of by force, 
right? Is uh, you, you think that they weren't trying to basically uh, mind and actually physically rape other people? They they were out to rape angels when they came to the to their town. That's how serious they were about the, the indulgences that they had, you know. So, uh, Bill, I, I, before I uh, uh, close out, you mentioned that there was a, uh, something that you wanted to say about the video. Yeah, I actually, uh, I, I was reminded of it by you talking about the rain of fire mm-hmm. from the sky. Um, the clip of of the drag queen. Uh, uh, sashaying down the aisle in the church. When I saw that, I said, this is a desecration. Mm. This is the first thought in my mind. And I really had a fundamental kind of a, uh, just a something in my core was like, we're going to pay for this. You know, like this is worthy of, of the, of the fire. It's like, when you see this kind of thing, Mm -hmm. It's time to. It, you know what? I'm a big animal lover, uh, and and I and I've always been uh, kind to animals. But I really think it's time to start getting gallons of lamb's blood, and start dabbing it across our houses, saying we're not part of this. Mm. That drag queen. This is my personal philosophy. That drag queen has a right to to be who that person is and to dance that way and do anything they want to. And I'll go further than that. That drag queen has the right to do that in that church. It's not the drag queen that bothered me. It's the congregation that bothered me. Mm. Because these people were cheering and applauding this because they'd been told to cheer and applaud this Mm -hmm. by evil people. If if that drag queen was a Christian and had that exact same personality traits, in other words, if the person coming down the aisle was a drag queen in a drag club, right? Or held drag tea parties at home with other drag queens. That person had those inclinations and they were a respectful Christian. They wouldn't dress that way in a church. Right? So so it's not even it's not the it's not the drag quality of it. It's the it's the it's not even disrespect, it's the brazen F you quality of all of it. Yeah. Right? It's like I am going to do this in in a place that we all know deserve is is deserving of decorum, right? I'm gonna smash decorum. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm why, 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 why? I know why the congregation did it. I think they're going to pay for it, but I know why the congregation did it. Why is that person snapping their their fingers going down the the thing? Because of ego, right? Because of look at me, look at me, and everybody is looking at you. Congratulations. This is the nice thing about having a moral code, you know. Anytime you find yourself with with a with like a what w- you know, well, frankly, what do I think? What what should I think about this? Like I said, the church is essentially private property. The church can invite anybody they want to into the church, and this person has a right to live whatever life they want to, and all of that. But watching that clip made me realize that we, yeah, I'll just use the term that first flew into my mind. We have now entered the point of biblical danger. Mm. You know what I mean? (laughs) 
we're 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 now at the point where it's no longer like I think we've got God's attention. I feel like every day we are we are we are reaching that trigger point. And this is why I mentioned the lamb's blood thing, because it isn't all of us. In fact, it's not most of us. In fact, it's actually a very small number of us living in very specific places with a lot of social pathologies that are, that are doing, you don't see this in, you know, uh, Ogden, <laughs> although, I'm, although I'm sure you will soon enough. Mm. So just that, that's just it. Uh, I don't look, I, I, I got involved in show business, like technically really when I was probably 13 or 14 in the Miami planetarium, they had a, a theater company there and I, I was helping out there too. I've been around performers pretty much my entire life. I've been around gay performers in entertainment is a much higher percentage than in the general population. There's nothing about gay people that bothers me personally. There's nothing about people who want to dress up in costumes that bothers me personally. I have dressed up as Mr. Spock a few times on Halloween contests, so I know the fun of dressing up. And you look at Comic-Con and cosplay, costume play, and all the rest of it. Dressing up is is, is fun if, if you don't have more important things to worry about. But there is a place for those things. And when you bring children into it, you are committing a sin. And I cannot say this clearly enough, and this is the last sentence out of me today, I swear, on this show anyway. It's not about the homosexuality. It's about the sexuality. Can we be clear on this? Okay. This is not us objecting to you presenting homosexual or, or trans... Uh, uh, what's the word... Or, or trans ideology, transsexuality. It's not about bringing homosexuality or transsexuality into, into the classroom of third graders. It's about bringing any sexuality into the classroom of third graders. So this argument that this is about, oh, you're homophobic, you're transphobic. No, it's not true. I don't, I don't care. It's none of my business. I don't care. It's not as dramatic as you think. It's not as radical. You're not as brave as you think mm. you are. I don't care. I don't. But I do care about children, and children should not be exposed to this. And if I were to ask somebody on the street how they would feel if a, if a teacher came into a third grade classroom, and he was 58 years old, and started talking about how the night before he was just, oh, my God, what an incredible night I had with my girlfriend. She's 19 by the way. Uh, and, and if you started giving that to third graders, you'd be outraged appropriately enough. And this is what it's about. And as, as we talked about in their last show, these masters of rhetoric mm. have found a way to make themselves into the victims when they're the ones who are assaulting all of these standards that are not repressing them. Indeed, man. And, you know, the, their, their identity is tied up in their sexuality. You you can't make what they do. You can't. It's kind of sad, isn't it? Right. Wouldn't that be sad if that's the main... What, what are you? Right. And, and, you know, that's the first answer comes out of your head? Yes, and they want everybody to know. It's like, this is what I do. And it's like, okay, and, and then you want to tell us that what you guys are trying to do isn't, like, you know, sexual or immoral and stuff like that. You know, and you want you want kids, you know, wrapped up in it. And just like you said, it doesn't matter if you're... It wouldn't matter if you are a homosexual or a heterosexual. You want to go in and you want to lead with that persona and you want to be around with kids and you want to just bring up your sexuality and stuff like that. That's just... It's just not appropriate. Okay. You called it. You you called it though, Zoe. You called it when whenever they're confronted with this, they deny that they're trying to do this. Mm. Why? Mm. You you've called this so many times. Oh, we're not trying to turn them into into you know into drag queens or anything. Why not? What's wrong with being a drag queen? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. 
right? It's like, it's like you, if you went into church, if you went into a, a school, you personally, so you went into a school and you, or you were invited into school and you, and you talked about the Bible for, uh, for an hour, let's say to third graders. And then you came out and somebody interviewed you on the street. Would you say, well, I'm not trying, trying to turn them into Christians or anything, you know? No, it's exactly what you're trying to do, <laughs> right? This is this is how you behave when your when your morals are aligned with fundamental goodness. You don't lie about it, right? Right? Absolutely, you don't have to lie about it. And you know, just like you were talking about that that um, you know the transvestite who was in the church. You know, and they're, and they're, and now this one, I guess, is more open about, you know, what they're trying to do. And, you know, when you're talking about the desecration in the church and people trying to make excuses for this kind of things, and that's that's not even really church. That's that may be a church building, a building that they call church, you know, but this is it's totally being abused. And obviously they didn't read what the word says. The Lord said, you know, the, the, the Lord himself and, the, and uh, the word tells you that effeminate males, homosexuals will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. So what they're doing, going in there, doing that, it does not square up. If this person is going there and leading these children to believe that this is okay, these children, students, it doesn't matter to you if they got kids and they got, you know, kids, almost adults, you know, uh, or young adults or whichever. And some of those kids didn't want to be there. They didn't want to go through it, but they were told, hey, you either do this or you're, you're a hater and all that sort of stuff. Made it feel like they're bad people. Well, the Lord himself says, if you cause any of these ki- children to stumble, It'll be better if you had a millstone tied around your neck and tossed into the sea. God got pretty gangster about stuff like that. All right. He went beyond concrete shoes. He went concrete necklace. It's like, do not mess with me on this. Right now, I want to close by, you know, because we talk about, you know, the, the, the manipulation and, you know, the, 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 even the dazzle that these people use, the, even the guy who sold on this at that, at that one event, he says, it just uplifts people. And it's a great experience in all aspects. The music, the dancing, the shablams, the death drops, the costumes, right? Uh, this person's name, is, whose last name of Gore, I guess was his name. And he says, what kids don't enjoy some sort of spectacle? And folks, we've been trying to tell folks a long time, you really want to fight this war? You got to give people something that they can register. A lot of these people, they're driven by their imaginations. They're driven by sensationalism. They're driven by these things. Right. This is the stuff that's been used to, to spellbind a lot of the culture. You mean to tell me we're going to let these people that 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 is that's more entertaining. It's more entertaining for or for a, a little kid to see a man dressed up as a woman. I mean, we're not talking about Bugs Bunny messing around with Elmer Fudd. OK, we're ta- we're talking about, you know, again, it's not it, it's it's about the sexuality of. Yes. It, right. It's about the sexuality mm-hmm. of it. It's that that's what it is. Yes. And, and, and this is going to and they're able to use that to kids who aren't even in puberty yet. Somehow they're using this as an appeal to them. We um, this is how a big part of how the war is fought. This is what they've been doing. It's not just it's not just a political war. It's not just a culture war. It is an, it is a spiritual war that is manifested in these things. And I got to say one more thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hate to cut you off, sure. but I just had this thought and I need to run with it before I forget it. Not just for the show, but, but, but for the future. Mm-hmm. The reason they're trying to, do, to bring all of this trans stuff down to children is because if you can get to children mm-hmm. before they hit puberty, yep. they don't know what they're going to be because they haven't had the hormones hit them mm-hmm. yet, right? 98% of them or whatever the actual number is, 97% of them are going to turn into, into heterosexual children and some 3-4% maybe or less will turn into homosexual ch- 
adults, that's what will happen to them. But if you can get to them before puberty hits, you're just as likely as a, as a little boy, if that's all the social pressure you hear, saying you should be a little girl, what the hell do you know? I hated girls when I was growing up until the time when suddenly I didn't. And and that was exactly the same time I started to like get a little bit of hair on my chin and start thinking, oh, I should start smoking cigarettes because I'm so mature, mature now. <laughs> but this is the point, right? If you can, if you can, if you can get irreversible change onto these kids mm-hmm. before the hormones that will determine what they're going to be really kick in, then you're no longer talking about three or four percent of the population. Now you're talking about twenty percent of the population or more. Absolutely, because you know, with a kid, you know, our our sentimental attachments to things can be very strong. You make that impression on a kid, right? And they've got and they're and they, and they see these things as and they associate it with something positive, with something fun and all that sort of stuff. That way, when those hormones do kick in, they can see even the same sex as a potential mate. And when they said and when they said the younger, the better, even after puberty, if you let's say you're talking about 16, 17 year old now, right? Mm-hmm. If you put enough social pressure on that person, they're going to conform because that's what you do when you're a teenager, right? The worst thing about being a teenager is looking different, is being weird or odd. You don't want that. So so if you can't get them before puberty, before any of this stuff actually happens, you can still hit them at the time when they are the most vulnerable to manipulation, which is their, which is their puberty years, their teen years. That's when, if you put enough pressure on them, they will do essentially anything to not stand out from the crowd. That's right. And so, yes, the younger, the better. Of course, the younger, mm-hmm. the better. And that's what we want to be able to do, y'all. We want to actually be able to give some sort of spectacle without defiling ourselves. We want to be able to take these truths and put them in ways that people can register and, and relate to, like I said, without compromising the message the way that they do. So I hope that you guys will support, share this video. I mean, you guys are reasonable people. This stuff already makes sense to you. We're trying to make this stuff make sense to other people, too. You know, so the cray cray just doesn't go full blown. And we and we can't do that without resources. That's right. And that's that's where y'all come in. That God sent support that you guys will do to help keep, you know, shows like the Virtue Signal, BillWiddle.com and other productions that we would like to do to be able to make these things, you know, more digestible to folks. Like I said, without compromising the message. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Virtue Signal. I'm Alfonso Rachel with Bill Whittle. Good night.